it is good that you figure out how much you're going to owe. And then you do the calculations because we want you to get right on that number. We don't want you to overpay every month or give the government an extra 100 bucks mm -hmm. a month, 200 bucks a month, because then you've just lent money to the government. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration, so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson. And on this episode of Getting Money Right, we've got a question from one of our listeners, and it's related to tax withholding. If you ever had to do your W-4 form, I think this will be relevant to you. And all of us should know how to figure that one out because it, it's really based on uh, how much tax we pay. We shouldn't mm -hmm. pay too much, and we certainly should pay what we need to pay. Yes. But it's good to have that uh, knowledge so that you're picking the right uh, deduction and you're not overpaying in taxes. So let's listen to Antonio's question and then we'll go into the answer. Hey, Leo and David, this is Antonio coming to you from the Washington, D.C. metro area. Have you thought of doing an episode on tips on completing a W-4 form? As simple as that sounds. Anyway, thank you again. You've been very, very helpful, very instrumental. Blessings to both of you. All the best. Well, thank you, Antonio, A, for your kind words, and B, for this great question. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of those things that it tends to come up at least once a year, right, around tax time for future withholdings, or as soon as you get a new job, everybody needs to know this. Right. And so let's just get a basic overview. What are tax withholdings? That's the, the overall question. Well, even though your taxes are due in April every year, you actually have a little bit of your paycheck withheld mm -hmm. all throughout the year. So when we say withholdings, we're talking about that amount of money that is withheld from your paycheck and sent to the government to basically set up a little savings account to pay your taxes so that when your tax bill is due in April, they've been taking 500 bucks from each paycheck, you yep. know, 200 bucks from each paycheck, whatever the number is. And so when you get to the end of the year, they're like, oh, we're already holding 5,000 of your dollars. Yeah. <laughs> We've been withholding your yeah. money. <laughs> I find this kind of interesting. I had a friend who I used to work with who would always claim 99, and we'll get to what that means, but yeah. we used to claim 99 dependents. So that means that he would pay no taxes throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, or actually quarterly, he would send in a tax payment. Yeah. So he figured out how much he wanted to pay or needed to pay based on his income. And then he would pay by writing a check every quarter. Yep. He was one of these guys who would like, the government's not going to take my money before. Exactly. They have to. Exactly. And honestly, what's happening here, the government doesn't trust us to make that payment quarterly. So they're saying, as soon as you get paid, we're going to take our portion. And at the end of the year, hopefully you paid more than enough. We'll give you the whatever you overpaid back, but we're going to get our part. Yeah. That's really what's going on. Well, and this is a, a really um, just well-devised plan by the government. Sure. Because you don't feel the pain when you get a $2,000 paycheck and then you look and there's like a little negative on there. It's like minus 200. So we're going to give you 1800, yep. but you get, you get $1,800, right? Yep. And so you're like, oh, I got 1800 in my account. Everything's great. You don't feel the pain of that 200 that got lost. Mm -hmm. uh, not as much. You do. Yep. I mean, yep. I remember even as, a, even as a 16 year old, 
I remember seeing that number and being a little frustrated. What's going on? <laughs> What's happening Wait, here? What do you mean the government takes part of my money? Yeah, I'm 16. <laughs> I deserve all of this paycheck. That's right. I earned this at the movie theater, like, you know, five bucks an hour type of deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, it is, it's painful, but it's not as painful as if you had to go to a local government office and hand them $200 in cash yeah. every two weeks. Yep. And so they do this to make it as seamless as possible because they don't trust us to send that money in. But like you said, for businesses, they're required to do this for their employees. If you're a small business owner, you're required to do this on your profits and your take-home pay, your earnings, and you have to set aside at least quarterly. Mm -hmm. But with paychecks and and W-4 forms and going through this, being an employee of a big company or any company, then you're going to fill this out and it's going to come out of every paycheck. So, uh, you know, our philosophy, and I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer here. You know, this is the Leo and David commentary on how this works. And so this isn't necessarily the official tax tax documentation of the United States government or the IRS. We're going to point you to some of those things. Right. But we're going to share a little bit of our philosophy. So the most important thing that you can do in our mind is get as close to paying your exact taxes as possible. Yes. So if you know that you're going to earn $50,000 this year, and you're going to end up owing $5,000 in taxes. And I'm just throwing out some round numbers here. Well, if you know you're going to owe 5000 and let's actually just change it to 6000 because it makes the math easier. Let's say you know you're going to owe 6000 Well, you divide that by 12 months. That's 500 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And if you get paid twice a month, then you divide that by two. It's 250 you know, every paycheck, paycheck right? Right. right? So, So it is good that you figure out how much you're going to owe. And then you do the calculations because we want you to get right on that number. We don't want you to overpay every month or give the government an extra 100 bucks mm-hmm. a month, 200 bucks a month, because then you've just lent money to the government. Now, you will get it back at the end of the year if you fill out your taxes and you do everything appropriately, but you've just lent them money all year long. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you're overpaying and the government's not asking you to overpay, but it's up to you to decide and to calculate what is my tax burden. Right. And the government gives us a tax table. We'll actually make a link for that so that it yes. will help you to figure out what that is. But ultimately, the, the goal is, like David said, is don't overpay, don't underpay. Try to hit it right where it's, you know, whatever that, that number is. And you can actually get very, very close. Yes. Almost within a few dollars if, if you really are diligent and stay on top of it. And that's what we really want to do in this show is to help you to figure out how do I determine how much tax I need to pay? And then how do I make sure that that's how much is withheld from my check every single paycheck? Yep. Yeah, so uh, the question that Antonio asked had to do with the W-4 form. Mm -hmm. And you may be asking, what is W-40? Yeah, I'm thinking WD-40. I'm thinking oil. Isn't that oil? Yeah, isn't that oil? (laughs) So the W-4 is the form that you officially fill out. It's from the government. You can actually go to Google and just type in W-4 form, and it'll come up. And this is the... Now, this is the form that your employer will hand you if you're an employee, mm-hmm. and they'll say, if you fill this out, then it will allow us as your employer to take out the correct amount of taxes, to withhold and send to the government the correct amount. Right. Uh, and you've got to understand that your employer is actually paying somebody in HR or in the accounting department and has bought software mm-hmm. to read this form and then cut a check to the government for you every single month. Right. It's something that we don't usually think about, but thank you to the employers of America for, for handling this and making it seamless so we don't have to feel the pain of this every month. That's right. Uh, now, in 2018, we had this huge tax reform bill that went through, 
and it totally shifted the W-4 form. Right. So for as long as I can remember, ever since I started making money, uh, you know, through through official work when I was 16 years old. So I don't know the exact year, but we're looking at 2000 to 2000 whatever. So almost 20 years ago. Right. As long as I can remember, we had what were called personal exemptions or mm-hmm. personal allowances. Yep. Right. Remember the personal allowances? And that was inside of the old W-4 form. And you just said, well, you know, I'm a person, so I'll put a one in there. Oh, but I have a spouse, so I'll put two in there. And I have a child. There's another exemption or another personal allowance. And there was a few criteria. And you said, hey, if this matches this criteria, I'll put an extra number in here. And you could put one, two, three, four, five, six. Your friend put 99. Right. Which meant that the government wouldn't take any money. Right. Because the more exemptions you had, the, the less, less taxes take. that they thought you were going to owe. Right. Right. And so, um, so that has been the way for and, and well, longer as long than as we can years, remember. As long as we can remember, right? <laughs> as long and as so, I've been working, which has been a while. So, uh, with the 2018 tax reform bill, the actual W 4 form got a little bit more complicated. But the, Leo and I actually really like it. Yep. <laughs> and yep. maybe not the form itself, but we really like the calculator online mm-hmm. that the IRS gives you. Right. Uh, the old calculator was so frustrating, so terrible, because it just told you, oh, you have four people in your house? That's yeah. four. You never really understood what was going on behind yes. the information they were asking you for. Mm-hmm. So if I have one exemption or two or three or four, does what does that mean in dollars? Well, you never right. really know. And I remember, I'm going back 15 years here, but mm-hmm. I remember I would coach people and, I, and they would I would realize that they were paying too much in tax. I would ask, well, how much did you get in tax return last year? And they said, well, we usually get two to 3,000. I'm like, okay, you're overpaying by $200 a month. Right. So I said, let's get that money back. And I would coach them to go to their W-4, to their employer, and increase their exemptions yes. by one or two or three until they got that $200 savings per yeah. month. And so it was a little bit of a, I don't know, difficult process. Cause, yeah, because you'd have to do it and then see how much less was being taken out. And then you'd have to change it again. Mm-hmm. And if you went over, you'd have to change it again. And it was just of a hassle. But that's because of the way where the form was designed. Yes. And that it didn't make sense. You couldn't actually come to a dollar amount to have taken out. But now the way the form is designed and the app that they have on the IRS website mm-hmm. really makes it very clear on how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Now, it takes a little while to get used to it. Hopefully, we'll give you some uh, tips today on how to do that so you understand how to work through this form. But there is a very easy way to do it, and we'll share that with you. Yeah, that's right. So the new W-4 form has five steps on there. And here's what I want you to be thinking. These five steps, when you fill out the information, you're giving that information to your HR department. Mm-hmm. And the more information you give them, the more accurate they can be in withholding your taxes. Right. And so the first basic set of information is your name, your address, right? So it goes all to the right place, your social security number, so that they make sure it connects in the tax system. Right. But then it goes to your personal filing status. So, you know, are you married? Are you single? Are you married filing jointly? Are you head of household? Or you know, like yep. There's four the or five different options, options here, right? Yep. But that tells them what your exemption is going to be. And so that's good information for them because then that can help tailor the number. So that's step one. It also does something else. When you choose either single or married filing jointly or separately, it yep. tells them what standard deduction yes. you're going to get. Yes. So now the standard deduction for a couple filing jointly is 24800 So they automatically take that from whatever income your HR department knows you're going to get paid. So let's that's say right. you have a $60,000 income. 
they're going to take that 24.8 off the top. And now they're going to figure, okay, based on that number, whatever's left over from the 60 to right. 20, you know, from minus the 24.8, you're going to have a less income adjusted income yeah so then your taxes will be less yeah so that's how so that's how they figure out yeah. what taxes you should pay we're going to explain this in a little bit more depth but let me just slow that down one more time for you just like leo said let's say you're earning sixty thousand dollars with your company but they know that you're married filing jointly because you filled that out in step one mm-hmm. they know that you are going to have a deduction of 20 at least, at least twenty four thousand and eight hundred so they look at your 60,000, they remove the 24,800 and so that leaves you right at about $35,000. Yeah, 352. Right, right 352. And so now they're going to look at it and say, "Okay, based on our tax tables and they look at the tables and they say somebody earning $35,200 is probably going to be in the overall 13% effective tax bracket, something along those lines." And then they say 13% of 35000 is this amount of money. And then they say, okay, this is how much you're going to pay this year. So when, as you give them information, it helps them to put the most accurate number into the form. And that's what I've appreciated about this new form. Mm-hmm. Now, the fun part in my mind, steps two through four, add more information. Step five is just simply to sign the form and make it official and give it to your HR department. But, but for Leo and I, One of the things that always frustrated us about the personal exemptions and still frustrates us a little bit about the W-4 form is that you can fill those out and not be personally aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And we want you to be aware. We want you to be good managers. We want you to get to the place where you're stewarding your resources so well that you become financially free over time to pursue your true life's purpose. And if you're just blindly filling out a form and hoping for the best, uh, it, it may work out for you, mm-hmm. but we would prefer that you actually have a little bit more wisdom and knowledge. So my favorite thing about this new form is that the IRS has come out with a tax estimator and it estimates how much you're going to pay in this coming year. Mm-hmm. Now, this is personally what I've done for years, only I didn't have this little calculator. And I, I actually went through it and filled it all out and I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, it's, it's still a little bit difficult to understand, but we're going to walk you through it. And so we're going to put a link into this episode so you can jump onto this estimator. You can always Google, you know, IRS tax estimator. (laughs) And so, uh, if you actually go to the page, it it says the tax withholding estimator, it's irs.gov. And so this is on the actual IRS website. And Leo has it pulled up here, and we're actually going to walk you through the kind of information that it asks you, and then the kind of information that it gives you on the end. And I think all of this is very valuable for you as somebody who pays taxes in the United States. You need to have a basic understanding of how this works. Yeah. So it basically has five different sections, and it's like filing your taxes. You know, it asks you a bunch of questions. So first thing, it wants information about you. That's the title. And it basically says, what's your filing status? Are you single, married, filing jointly, married, filing separately? So if you choose one of those, it takes you and says, can someone else claim you, right? Same thing it asks you on your tax form. Can you be claimed on somebody else's tax returns as a dependent? Nope, you can't. How many dependents do you have? So it asks you all these questions about you to determine how many people do you have in your family? Are there any tax credits coming your way? For instance, do you have children under 17 years old? 
Because now, for those children, you're going to get a tax credit. Well, of course, that's going to affect how much tax is going to come out. Because mm -hmm. if you get $4,000 for two kids under 17, and your total tax bill would be like, let's say, $10,000 for the whole year, mm -hmm. that 4000 is going to come off of that ten. Yeah. Now you're only at six. Yeah. So it makes a big difference. So they ask you all those questions. The next step is income and withholdings. And that basically asks you, what kind of salary do you have? How much do you make? All of that. Um, it also goes into adjustments. And that, this is the deductions we're talking about. If you yeah. just take the standard deduction, then it's 24800 for a couple if you're doing married filing jointly. If you have more than that, let's say your itemized deduction come out to 35000 well, that's $11,000 more than you are typically given by the government. Mm -hmm. As long as you have receipts for that and you can claim that, that's an additional $11,000 or so that'll come off of your income. Mm -hmm. And of course, that means less taxes for you. Yeah, these, these adjustments are deducting from your overall income. Mm -hmm. And so, like Leo said, step one was they want information about you. Step two, they want to know exactly how much income you're earning. Mm -hmm. And then step three is they're figuring out, is there anything that's going to adjust and lower your net income, net income right down to your adjustable growth? So um, we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but that 24800 mm -hmm. is a huge, huge standard deduction. Yeah. Uh, it used to be something like 10000 or like, you know, 12000 yeah, 10, 10 or 12. Yeah, I think it was 12, you know, 7 or something for married couples. But, but I mean, this is pretty huge. So if you were to itemize and write out all your own deductions, you'd have to have enough to get over 24000 Very few people do that. Right. Um, so uh, with that, you go then from the adjustments into... The deductions. Mm -hmm. what, what can you deduct? And these are expenses that you might have, like, let's say you have a home office, or you might have something like... Um, child care. Mm -hmm. you know, anything that you can deduct that the government allows you to deduct could be a mortgage interest. It could be student loan interest, those kind of things. So you'll enter those. And then, of course, tax credits. This is where you'll get to say, I have two dependents uh, that are under 17 and one that's over. And you're going to get a credit for each one of those. And once it has all of that information, this tax withholding estimator is going to tell you, it's literally going to come up with a dollar amount mm -hmm. of what your tax will be for the whole year. Mm -hmm. So now once you have that number, you can literally go to your HR and say, hey, my overall tax bill for the year is going mm -hmm. to be $6,500. And that's I want, awesome. uh, that's what I want. I yep. want that taken out of my paycheck. And now they can... They can just say, okay, well, that means 24 paychecks divided by 6,500. Mm -hmm. We're going to basically take about $520 out of your paycheck every single paycheck uh, or 260 yeah, out of your paycheck. Yeah, 260, right, yeah. So once you do that, now that allows you to have your taxes taken out where they're almost to the penny what you yes. should be paying. And yes. that's awesome. That's exactly what you want. You want to file your tax return and not have to pay, but certainly not get anything back yeah. either. Because, like David said earlier, why would you give the government or anyone uh, an interest-free interest loan? loan? Yeah. Uh, if you got charged more for, let's say, your electricity by $150 every month, and at the end of the year or 12 months later, you get a return, would you, would you, you like would that? You'd be annoyed. You'd be like, be, why are you taking an extra $150 a month? That's right. ridiculous. But somehow, we, we like David said, we kind of get used to this tax being taken out mm -hmm. because it's not money we see. Mm-hmm. But that could be negative in one way. It's good because it makes it easy to um, to have this happen. Yes. We don't have to worry about making a payment every month, every paycheck. But it also makes it, unfortunately, in a negative way, it could make you blind to the fact that you're paying too much. And now you get that big tax return. And we all know what happens when you do yeah, that. Yeah. You end up wasting it. 
Yeah. And the cool thing here is that once you've filled out these forms or it's just this one estimator web page, as you yep. go through and fill out each step, you can actually print your results. You can download a pre-filled out W-4 form mm -hmm. and you can just hand that W-4 to your yep. employer. Yep. You can give it to your HR department. Uh, your HR department is going to give you a blank W-4, but you can download your own blank W-4 off the internet, you know, right. off of Google or you could fill out this in advance, print it, and hand it to them. And and this is this is something that everybody should do yeah. once a year is go through and calculate how much they are most likely going to be paying in taxes at the end of the year. You're going to have to do taxes in April anyway. I would say that at the beginning of every year, look at, again, go through these. It's pretty simple. These five steps on this tax withholding estimator at irs.gov. And it just says, you know, tell us about you, your, you know, your, your um, status, and then it goes through your income, and then it does the adjustments, the little adjustments. Now, when we say adjustments, we talked about this, but let's say you have student loan interest that needs to be deducted, or you had educational expenses that need to be deducted. Uh, you had moving expenses because you're part of the military or a health savings account. All of those are considered adjustments. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you have adjustments and you have deductions. And really, in a lot of the, they're almost the same, but yep. the adjustments come first. Yep. And, and they still come off of your top income. So right. again, let's say you make 100000 as you adjust it based on these expenses. It goes a little bit lower. Let's say it goes down to 80000 then you add in your deductions, and let's say you take a standard deduction, you go down another twenty-four thousand eight hundred if you're married, mm -hmm. filing jointly, and then you basically know this is my my overall taxable income this year, and then it's going to put it into it automatically does this in the form. It automatically says based on this income, here's your exact effective tax rate. You're going to pay this much in taxes, but if you have tax credits, you have kids in your home they actually pay part of your taxes for you. They mm -hmm. pay some of your actual tax bill. So if you have a child, that's $2,000 per child in tax credits. And so you take the total amount that you owe, you apply that credit, and now you owe even less. Mm -hmm. And down here at the end, you have the results. So I'm, I would highly advocate that every single person fill this form out personally just to understand exactly what you're going to earn this coming year. And that can be between you, your spouse, one job, two jobs, three jobs. And it will go through and give you all the basics so you can feel confident when it comes tax time mm -hmm. that you've been paying in the right amount all year long and that you're not losing out on money, you're not overpaying on money, and then... You know, you, you know, wow, I can't believe I had to pay five grand to the government this year, 10 grand to the government this year, 20 mm -hmm. grand to the government this year, whatever your tax status is, you get to see how much you're actually sending. And this is yep. just federal income. Uh, you know, now this doesn't include state income taxes. This doesn't include all your sales taxes, all your property taxes, social security, social Medicare. security, and Medicare. We're just talking about federal withholding the social security and Medicare. Your HR department is already going to calculate that yep. right in. Yep. If you're self-employed, you need to calculate it right in. Yes, and this isn't do. the episode where we go over that. We've got other episodes where we talk about being self-employed and a small business owner. Um, but I think this is a great tool. Again, if you want to get there, just Google IRS um, tax withholding estimator, and yep. we'll have a link in yep. the show notes. I think that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, we did want to just quickly cover just kind of the mechanics behind it, because there's one thing to fill out a form like this, which definitely gets you to the right number. And I think it's easy enough. 
But I also, I think there's power in the knowledge of knowing exactly what's happening behind the scenes. So here's what your HR department has access to, something you have access to. Now, most of your HR departments will actually have a software. Could be QuickBooks, could be something like that, where they just plug in your income for the year, your gross income. Then they plug in your withholding, whether you're going to file single, married, filing jointly, all of that. And then based on that, your tax is going to be calculated automatically, right? But there are some things that you have to understand. Like if you want to, let's say, take a little bit more tax out. For instance, in a previous episode, we talked about what happens if you are forgiven or you negotiate your debt down and they forgive a portion of it. Yes. Right? All of a sudden, you've got an extra $10,000 of income. Yeah, that's you- an adjustment. We talked about adjustments before that cause your tax bill to go down. Right. This is an adjustment <laughs> that causes your tax bill to go up because yes. it's like income. And nobody knows except you and this creditor or this right. credit collector, whoever you dealt with. So your HR department doesn't know this. Mm-hmm. The government doesn't know, but they will because they'll report it. And all of a sudden, you got an extra ten grand in income according to the way they look at it. So now you have to go back to your HR and say, I need to pay taxes on $10,000. But it's not that simple. You just don't say, well, right. how much is tax on $10,000? Well, we don't know that. You have to add it to your income mm-hmm. and then see how much more tax that's going to increase uh, for you in what's going to be deducted. So that's right. you have to go back and find the current year tax table. So if you do a Google search for 2019 IRS tax table, yeah. you'll get this come up. You click on it. It's a PDF file. And you'll see in there a tax table that goes from one dollar all the way to ninety nine thousand. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that income range, and even if you're not, there's actually a calculation a you can do. Yep. But you can you can scroll down to let's say your income is fifty thousand normally, but now you got an extra ten grand. So now you add the ten thousand, so you go to sixty thousand. You look at what your tax deduction should be for that year, the right. total. Right. And now you go back to look at your pay pay stub and realize, okay, it's halfway through the year. I've paid two thousand, but my tax liability mm-hmm. is going to be six thousand. In six months, I'm going to pay another $2,000. I'm going to be $2,000 short. Yeah. So now you can go to your HR and say, okay, I have an extra $10,000 that's going to be added to my income. So I want to increase my withholding. And this is something you can do on your W-4 form in step four. It says extra withholding. Enter an additional tax you want withheld from each pay period. Mm -hmm. So now if you know it's an extra $2,000 you have to pay and you've got 10 paychecks between now and the end of the year, you can say $200 a month times 10, $2,000 will be taken out. So you see, you can very easily say, I know how this is going to impact me and how I make sure that I'm not uh, underpaying by the end of the year, that I'm actually going to be okay and I'm not going to have to write a check or have penalties because I didn't pay it. Yeah. And all of those things are things that you want to do right away because it's so much easier to have that $200 taken out every paycheck than to drain your savings, God forbid, (laughs) to pay that tax bill. Yep. Uh, or actually have a pay with the penalties. So as you're using this form, part of what it's allowing you to do is to come up with what is your actual adjusted gross income. Mm-hmm. From your gross income, if it's 60000 a year, if you have your deductions, if you have additional income or or bonuses or things like that, that's what should make you go back and say, how can I change this? Now, David, I know for you, you have an app yeah. that your employer allows you to go in and, and yes. adjust that W-4 yeah. anytime. Why don't you talk about that? How well, do you do that? Yeah, so so this is something that 
really drove me crazy with the previous model with the allowances system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I personally would go in at the beginning of every year and come up with the amount of taxes that I was going to owe at the end of the year based on my income projection, based on my tax deductions. And so I would basically go through what this form is doing, this tax withholding form from the mm -hmm. IRS. And, and I'm, I would do it in an Excel sheet just personally, and yeah. I would just kind of run the numbers, but I would literally start at the beginning and I would say, okay, if Ashley's earning, and I'm making numbers up here, but let's say if Ashley's earning $30,000 this year and I'm earning $30,000 this year, together our total income is $60,000. And I would put that at the top of my Excel sheet. And then I would say, okay, what are the adjustments that we have? Well, I'm a minister at a church, and so I get a small housing allowance. Mm -hmm. And so let's say my housing allowance was $5,000. Well, that would be an adjustment to my total income. So it moved me from us total from $60,000 down to $55,000 of right. adjusted income. Then I would personally go in and subtract my deductions because you get your standard deduction. Mm -hmm. Now, Ashley and I gave um, and, and did some other things that allowed us to go over the standard deduction. But let's just assume for this scenario that we use the standard deduction of 24,800 for married filing jointly. Well, now we go from 55,000 and I'm just going to say minus 24,000 for the yep. ease of numbers. Then we go down. Now our total adjusted income is only $31,000 mm -hmm. and this is in Excel. So I'm just going, you know, line by line. Yep. So 31,000. And then I look at, okay, if I earn 31000 I'm going to look at the tax brackets. And I actually did it the hard way. I actually didn't know about the tax tables that Leo is talking about. And he showed them to me. I was like, wow, I wish I'd known about this. <laughs> so if, if you have the tax tables that we're giving you on this episode, you just Google, you know, 2019 IRS tax tables, or we'll have the link in the show notes. And so if you go to that and you look at, okay, we're going to have a total adjusted gross income of 31500 it'll tell you exactly what you owe in taxes this mm -hmm. coming year. It's great. Uh, that is amazing. Uh, what I had to do before is I had to look at the tax brackets mm -hmm. and I had to calculate on the first 10% of income or the first $10,000 of income, yeah. you owe 10%. And then from 10,000 to, you know, 50,000, you owe 12.5%. And I'm not giving the exact numbers here, but, but the idea was if you earned a little bit more, you paid a little bit more in taxes but you had to calculate exactly what that was. These tax tables are so helpful. So then, okay, literally just like Leo said, if I went through and did that and I'm looking at the tax tables here and I go to married filing jointly and I go down to $31,000 or $31,500, right? Well, if, as I look at it, married filing jointly, it's putting it right at about... I'm pulling up 31.5 at about $3,400 that we would have owed in taxes that year. Yeah. So, okay, $3,400 in taxes. I would then go to my HR department where we have this nice little, the way they do it is through a system called Paycom. And it would let me put, I would say, don't take any money out of my paycheck except for, and then I would take this number 3,400, divide it by, 24 because yep. we get paid twice a month. Right. And I would say, okay, let's say that's 200 bucks or whatever it was. I say only take out $200 out of every paycheck. Right. So I do that now with my current employer. And then I used to do that back when it was exemptions. I would say put 99 exemptions so that you can't take any money out of my paycheck. Yeah. And then take an additional $200 out of my paycheck. Right. So basically you're, you're bypassing the whole calculation that they yes. would have by having one or two or three or four exemptions and you increase it to where the 
that 99 would say, don't I take any tax at yes. all? This guy needs every penny he's got. Right, right. But then you would say, but I know what my tax burden is. Mm-hmm. It's $4,000 a year. Right. So take 200 out every paycheck. Right. I think that's really what I wanted us to communicate. Yes. Use the tax table. That will tell you how much tax you should pay. And then go to your HR, either tell them the number or figure out how to change your W-4 to reflect that amount and nothing more, nothing yes. less. Well, I want to end with just a little bit of philosophy on this because I don't think that enough people realize um, how generous kind of our, our government, our society is uh, and how really beneficial or how, how well we have it uh, depending mm-hmm. on your income range. And so Leo and I went and looked up the numbers and we were looking at the earned income credit and we we're looking at the child tax credits and the low tax brackets for different incomes. And we went through it and did the math and ran the numbers. There's about 76 million people mm-hmm. that don't pay any federal income taxes every year. Right. That's about 44% of the entire United States, you know, adult working yep. adults that don't owe any taxes. So what that means is that if let's say you're you're earning fifty thousand dollars a year, you have a couple kids, you're single, there's a very good chance that the government is actually going to give you more money yeah. than you're going to pay in federal taxes. Yeah, it's a huge what's called an earned income credit. So yes. basically, what it does is the government says you're making less than the average, you know, life, yeah. what's called a medium income range. Mm-hmm. You're below that, and you've got two or three kids. Yeah, so. In order for you to be okay, we're going to give you a tax credit of five to $6,000. This year, if you have three children and you're filing married couple and you have less than $59,000 mm-hmm. earned combined income, mm-hmm. you're going to get $6,600 credit, not deduction, right. credit. So for $60,000 plus your $24,800 deduction that you get, your standard deduction, yeah. your income is around $30,000. Right. What they're saying is... Which is like a $3,000 tax bill. Exactly. Right. But they're going to give you a $6,000 credit, which means you're going to get a $3,000 plus <laughs> yeah, re- money. refund. You'd refund. Not even refund because you didn't even pay yeah, You didn't in. pay it. <laughs> right. You paid in $3,000 and then they sent you back your $3,000 <laughs> yeah. plus yeah. You know, another three or you know, basically it wipes it out. So yeah. it so, wipes out the three you paid right. and you get an extra three. Yeah. So basically you're making $3,000. Just for living in America. Yeah, exactly. Not because you did anything, yeah. but because you live in America. And I and I just want there to be a moment where we look at that and say, do we realize that almost mm-hmm. 50%, and back in the Great Recession in 2009, mm-hmm. it was 50%. Now it's 44%. 44% of people don't pay any federal taxes. Mm. Um, now we know that they're going to pay sales tax. We know they're going to pay property tax. Social Security, Medicare, Social all Security, that. Social Security, Medicare. But but they're enjoying the school systems. They're enjoying yep. you know, the local emergency services, military. If I'm sitting in that 44 to 50% of people that ended up getting more benefit from the government than I paid in and literally just receiving because I'm a citizen, I'm going to be at a place of like gratitude personally. I so. Many people aren't though. <laughs> Yeah. The reason we wanted to bring it up is not to say, gosh, there's, you know, 20% pay 90% of the taxes. We we all know those numbers. But what we wanted to communicate is a couple of things. One, that we should be grateful, first yeah. of all, for living in this country. And number two is to let those people become more aware that there is a benefit to them and that the government recognizes when your income level isn't mm-hmm. enough to give you a good standard of living. And mm-hmm. they're stepping in and saying, 
we're going to cover that. We're going to help. You. I think that's a that's an incredible thing. It's a nice. If you look at it from the right net. perspective, it's really really cool. Yeah. If you have the wrong perspective that you're paying too much tax and this and that, then then maybe well, this might annoy you, and we apologize for that. Well, but and, we and think it's a yeah. good thing. I think it's you know philosophical. We can go debate good and bad, but I think that we should recognize that mm-hmm. if you're in that place. And I remember when I was earning, you know, where where we were getting. I don't know. Where, I'm trying to think of the different years for Ashley and I, but we we started out very meager in our income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I only had to pay like a thousand dollars in taxes, federal taxes. Yeah. This what's year. that about? <laughs> like I only had to pay two thousand in federal taxes this year. I just remember thinking like. That's so cheap. That's yep. such a small amount of our overall income. Yeah. And you know, you earn 30, 40, 50 grand and you end up paying one, two, three, four thousand dollars in taxes. Yeah, like, it's less than ten percent. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. And I remember having those moments of just I don't know that I was exactly grateful, but I was just blown away that it was so low. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's this big push right now in America of like, oh, well, you know, everybody should pay more taxes and or the, you know, the rich should pay more taxes. And I'm looking at it where 20% of people literally pay almost 90% of all the taxes. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Plus you have corporate taxes, small business, big business. So I don't know that we have, you know, we're not going to make a, a political debate here, but what we're going to do is just say, if you end up being in the 50% of people that pay nothing in taxes or zero in taxes, like just take a moment and be grateful for where yep. you are. And and don't think about being angry at somebody else. Think about being grateful for what you've been afforded in this season and in this time. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We hope that you will continue to go on spending on purpose, saving before you spend, increasing your financial margin and investing wisely. If you go through these four financial steps for purposeful living, you will continue to grow in your financial freedom so you can pursue your true life's purpose. I hope that you'll take a minute to go share this episode with somebody. This is something that, again, comes up every time somebody gets a new job. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's the W-4? Why do I need to fill it out? Yeah. And it's something that you know can be turned around and shared with people who have just started a new job or are at the place of, hey, it's a new year. Now's the time to go in. But actually, literally right now is the new year. I'm looking at my taxes for the year saying, okay, how much do I need to make sure is being set aside? I'm Mm -hmm. going through my little Excel sheet. I did it in the tax estimator, right, that we talked about today, but I also still did it in my Excel sheet at home. And so take some time, share this episode with a friend, put it uh, on social media, just share it on Facebook, on Instagram. I would say go check out leosabo.com and see the resources that are there. We've got a ton of other episodes on getting money right. And we've got the budgeting tool, the debt reduction tool, uh, the yearly budget tool. Come over to stewardshippastors.com, my website, and it's got access to the book, Jesus on Money. It's a pre-order for now, but I can't wait for that to come out and share that with everyone. It's got videos and downloadable tools. It's got resources that you can share with your pastor, and this is going to give your church the tools that you need to help people in the ministry to be good stewards, be good managers of what's Mm. been entrusted to them. So we look forward to having you join us next time. So together... We can keep getting money right. Government recognizes when your income level isn't Mm -hmm. enough to give you a good standard of living, and Mm -hmm. they're stepping in and saying, we're going to cover that. We're going to help. I think that's that's an incredible thing. It's a nice social safety net. If you look at it from the right perspective, it's really, really cool.